I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. And I have believed in the lie that you were unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. I see my wrong. Do you see yours? Heal my heart and show yourself strong. And in my eyes and with my song, oh Lord, be magnified. Be magnified, oh Lord. You are highly exalted and there is nothing. Do you believe? There is nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can't do. Do you believe there's nothing God can do? He can do all things. His middle name is can do. Oh Lord, my eyes are on you. Are your eyes on your husband, your wife, your kids, your job, your health, or your eyes are on the Lord? The message the Lord has given me for us all this day is how big is your God? How big is your God? I don't know. Maybe your God can be measured to the size of this room. Or your God can be measured bigger. So it's up to you, whatever you perceive. How big is your God? Your God. Is your God limited to a certain place, certain section? Or your God is as big as the children's ministry normally saying, he says, my God is so big. Okay, here he says, my God is so great, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so great, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. The mountains are his. The rivers are his. The skies are his handiwares too. My God is so great, so strong and so mighty. There is nothing my God cannot do. There is nothing my God cannot do. There is nothing my God cannot do for you. For you, for you, for you, for you. Philippians 4, 6. That's the key scripture. Do not be anxious about anything. And anything means anything. Hallelujah. But in every situation, every situation, irrespective of the wind that blows, the storms that come to you in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving 
even when you are in a hole, when it seems that things are not going right, but when you pray with thanksgiving, believing, present your request to God. Shall we pray? Father, I give you glory, I give you honor for a day like this. That even me, you should call me to present your word to your people. Just put me aside, Lord, speak. Lord, speak this day. Have your way, have your way. In my own volition, I will never come and stand here. But because you have ordained that this day, I will stand here and release your word. Put me aside and speak to your people. You always do, you always come true. Amen. Amen. How big is your God? Are you here on your own volition or somebody pushed you or somebody prompted you to come here? How big is your God? Is God real to you? Do you believe he is what he says he is? That he's got this whole wide world in his sense. Everything. He sees everything. I have a maker. He formed my heart. I have a God. He knows everything that goes on in your life. How big is your God? He will be whatever you want him to be to you. If God is limited to a certain point, that's where it will be to you. If you make God as big as this whole world and you can do all things and you believe all his attributes, that is the creator of this whole universe. He is the supreme commander of your life. He order, if you believe he is the one who orders your life, orders yourself, he will do that to you. So he's saying today that be anxious for nothing. And when we go to the dictionary, let's, let's define anxious a little bit here. See, experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. But if you know your God is so big, whatever situation it is, you just throw it to him, hallelujah, and let him have his own way. Do you believe this God? Or is an illusion to you? Is he real to you? Is he real in your life? Hallelujah. Amen. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is. Then we spent a whole month talking about faith. And this month, like we are doing, the, the, the main thing for the whole month is be anxious for nothing. I have a God who never fails. Do you? Do you have a God who never fails? Even when it seems like all hope is gone, he is a constant. Our God is a constant. Hallelujah. Anxiousness, if you are so anxious, it leads to what? It leads to fear. It leads to uncertainty. It leads to worry. It says be anxious for nothing. For nothing. Brother, we have to live our faith. Live, live like a child of God. You are princes and princesses sitting here right now. Amen. But most of us are living like puppets. Hallelujah. You are sitting on millions and billions of dollars and stuff like that. 
but you walk with your face like you have nobody. You have God. How big is your God? How big? How big is your God? When you walk with your chest up. Hallelujah. Though you have nothing in the bank though. Hallelujah. Walk with your chest up. Believing that you have a God. The most important thing is the one who controls your life. Hallelujah. You're going and you're coming. You are alive today. Last week, last week, Saturday, we were at a one-week celebration of uh, Sam Darkun's passing. And there was a guy who was doing the DJ. DJ was doing the DJ there. A young guy. Saturday. Monday, he was having some chest problem or something. Then he didn't get to the hospital and he died. He's gone. If you are alive today, it's not because of anything. It is God. He has ordained that you be alive. So he said, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry too much. People worry so much to the extent of thinking about suicide and all that. It's your life your own. If you believe that God created you, he has brought you this far. And if it's time for you to go, he will call you home. Nobody can take me out of this way. It's only God. And that's why you should believe. And live your life one day at a time, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Somebody say amen for me. Hallelujah. When Jesus was about to depart, he said, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. For I received from the Lord, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. I talk too fast, they can't hear what I say. For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. That was going to be the other topic that I was going to give for my message. In remembrance of you of me. What did Jesus come to do? He died, just died. For he saved you. And they took of everything. But we live like we have, we have no hope. Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. He said, in remembrance of me, but shortly when we finish, we will be, where's my communion? I think I, okay, it's down there. We will die with the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do this in remembrance of what I came and what I did for you. Brethren, you have something. You have something, but you don't know. The devil knows that. Because if you are aware, oh, hallelujah, he will be nothing in your way. He said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, this is the NIV I'm reading, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. In remembrance of me, hallelujah, he shed his blood for you. That blood was, 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 that was shed 2,000 years ago. It is still as potent as anything else. Hallelujah. It's up to you. In our language, we say, As you believe, it should happen to you. Hallelujah. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until it comes. Hallelujah. He died to save you, not just save you, to hold on to you, to keep you and provide for you and meet every need of yours. Every need. Every need of yours. Hallelujah. Until it comes. Brother, we have a savior. We have a God. Do you know the God you serve? Do you know the one to whom you have entrusted your life that he never changes, he never fails, he never changes, 
He never fails. Let's quickly read Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, let's read from 25 to 33. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. And I'm going to read from the NIV here because that is what I printed. Hallelujah. Therefore, I tell you, okay, the, the, the title for the top is Do Not Worry. Hallelujah. Remember, how big is your God? And don't be anxious for anything. He says, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, you can put your name there, Sister Zuma, Flossie, or anybody. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. They think that my, the life, my life is not my own. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink, hallelujah, or about your body, what you will wear, is it is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Hmm. Look at the bears of the air, burden. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, and yet, why eat? And yet, your heavenly father, your heavenly father, how big is your God? Do you know him? Your heavenly father, is he your father? Feeds them. Even, even, even the best, he feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Why? Because he created you in his image. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry? See, the worry again. The Lord knows. He knows tomorrow from today. He knows you are worried. You are sitting here, but you are worried about what is going to happen the next week. How are you going to pay the bills? You know you got nothing. Just put your trust on this God. Hallelujah. He's not limited by time, by anything. Just trust him. Leave that to his hands and how you're going to go about it by the time you realize this. your bill is paid and you don't know how. Hallelujah. And why do you worry about clothes? Hallelujah. See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You of little faith. Again, verse 31. So do not worry. Again, do not worry. Hallelujah. Say, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after all these things. More or less unbelievers. They run after all these things. And your heavenly father, your heavenly father, knows that you need them. Hallelujah. You need them. The thing is, he provides your needs and goes ahead. And if he provides your wants, hallelujah. I believe you know the difference between need and want. You need it and you want it. I want it, I want it, I want it. But he will provide your need and give you your want. Hallelujah. Amen. But seek first. Hallelujah. 
the 33. Seek first, brethren. Seek first. In the morning with all the bills and everything, seek first. Seek the face of God first. Throw it to him. And just see how he, he runs his business. And see how he goes about it. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things, just fill in the blanks. Actually, just fill in the blanks. All these things, just put, put the things there. Hallelujah. Will be given to you as well. Brethren, we serve a living God. It is up to you to know who you are serving, whom you are working with, whom you have entrusted your life into. And let him do his job when you have done yours, when you have trusted him enough, when you have believed him enough. He says, be anxious for nothing. Hallelujah. Even as we tread through this life, one day at a time, brethren, one day at a time, live a life of a victorious person. Hallelujah. Amen. That nobody can take you out of this world except when God says your time is up or when Jesus comes. Have that mentality and you live boldly. You go anywhere. No fear anything. Hallelujah. Because God is on your side. If, if God be for me, if God be for me, if God be for me, if God be for us, if God be for us, we are WC. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against you? Who can be against us? It's up to you. It is up to you. How big is your God? You can measure your God by anything. How big is your God? Brother, we are quickly going to talk about a little bit about David. I believe we heard this story a lot about David and Goliath. But I just want, to, want us to just go through a little bit and see the boldness of David and what he knew and what he knew he had. If you know and you know and you know who you have believed in and who you have decided to work with, nothing moves you. Nothing moves you. Let's quickly go to. I'll, I'll be done shortly and we'll have the, we're done with the Lord and we'll be out of here. First Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel 17. First Samuel 17. You know the story already, so I won't go, I won't start from the beginning. But I just want us to, okay, let's start from verse 20. Okay, let, let's go, let's go 25. I'll give them 25, so let's start from the 25 then. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man, you all know that the, there was a battle between the, the Philistines and the Israelites and the, they've gone to war. David has some three brothers who have gone ahead. His dad asked him to go give them food. And I just wanted to start from here, what's happened here. 25. Now the Israelites have been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage. Hallelujah. And will exempt his family from taxes. Amen in Israel. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is also included. You get a wife and then you get, you get your taxes taken care of. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
like Trump was able to dodge a lot of taxes because he had good accountants who could work things out for him. So he'd be exempted from taxes. Verse 20 says, David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That is boldness. That is, you should know your word and know your God. Know your word, know your word. If you don't have your word, if you don't have the word of God in you, when situations happen, you'll be, you'll be saying stuff you shouldn't be saying. Hallelujah. And you'll be dependent on people, whilst you should rather depend on God. You should know who you are. Know who you are. David knew who he was. Hallelujah. And on that, and he knew what he was standing on. So he was, he was able to say this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Hallelujah. Amen. He saw this giant, but that did not move him. I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. But I'm only moved by the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, verse 27. They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. You should be motivated or moved by something. Hallelujah. And let the word of God move you the promises God has made concerning your life. Take charge of them, hallelujah. Take hold of them and run. Hallelujah. 28, when Eliab, Eliab or Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger and him, at him and asked, you see, why have you come down here and with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. You see, there'll be jealousy. There'll be hate, even from those very close to you. Amen. Brethren, when you are trying to do something, you are trying to, hallelujah. Even people close to you might discourage you. They might say all kinds of stuff. This is what all happen, hallelujah. But if you believe in what God has said, God has said in his word, that he will bless you. Hallelujah. In your going out and your coming in, you have to believe it. You have to believe it. Hallelujah. Beloved, I wish above that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Your soul is prospering because you have accepted Jesus as your personal savior. So as a believer, I believe among all above all things that you will prosper and be in health. So you take hold of the word and walk with me. Hallelujah. And let God do his thing. Look at his own brother. And the meaning of conceited, the word that the guy used, is excessively proud of oneself. So if I'm proud of myself because of what I believe in and what I walk in, so that should be a problem? An own brother, hallelujah. Fuming, he was there because of them. He brought them food. And be, okay, let's quickly go ahead because now 29, now what have I done? David said, uh, said David. Can't I, if you speak, he did, hallelujah. He then turned away. 
to someone else and brought up the same letter. People will try to discourage you when you are making a move. But hold on, hallelujah. Hold on and believe what you are believing. You know what you believe and what you are doing is in line with God. It's the will of God. It's, I believe, I wish I beg all things, that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter and the man answered him as before. What David said was, what David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. Now, let the world know who you are. Sister, brother, let the world know who you are. You are a Christian, you are a child of God. Let them know, hallelujah. Don't hide, don't hide, don't hide from your faith. Let the world know everywhere. Hallelujah. David said, at my workplace, I haven't told them I'm a Christian, but even my behavior, my demeanor, everything. So they don't curse around me. People don't, sometimes they by mistake, they do say, oh, sorry. Oh, Emmanuel, I didn't know you were here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Did you hear that? David said to Saul, even with Goliath and all, with all the problems and all the gargantuan problems and everything, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Are you intimidated by situations? Are you afraid to move forward because you think this is not, this is not your level and all that? You count yourself out even before you begin. Hallelujah. This is David. With Goliath and all standing there, taunting them and everything. Your servant will go and fight him. Hallelujah. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. If you know whom you are believing. If you know whom you are believing. Hallelujah. Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. Hallelujah. Something in the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in you. First John 4.4. 4. Greater is he that is in you than the world. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what comes your way. But if you know who you are, it doesn't matter. If you weigh 160, something like I do and you are slender like I do, nothing should move you. Amen. Nothing should, be, should, 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 should bring you the hallelujah. Because you know. Because they don't know what you have. The devil even know what, knows what you have. If you don't know, that's why they kick you like a soccer ball. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man and, has, and, he, and he has been a warrior from his youth. Let me read that again. He's saying that, okay, it's that Goliath has been a warrior from his youth, but you are just starting. You are just a young man. You can't. All the discouragement, the distractions will come. Sister, they will come. The distractions will come. Men, yeah, don't, don't try, don't try. You will fail. Even people who are stronger and better than you, people who are more educated than you, they have tried it. Hallelujah. And they fail. How much more you? Without a level of education, do you think it's going to help? Do you think it's going to go anywhere? Then they discourage you and say, ah, yes, yes, yes. Then boom, then you sit down. Hallelujah. But God doesn't care about status or anything. If he has planned that he's going to use you, he will do it. It's up to you believing. And that's exactly what David did. Hallelujah. David said, 34, David, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion 
or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the, from the flock. I went after it, struck it, but listen very carefully. I'd like to read so that you will just take the word. Struck it and rescued the sheep from his mouth. When he turned on me, I seized it by his hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. Brethren, the Lord has done a lot for most of us who forget what God has done. Remember what God did for you yesterday. When we're going through the struggles and all that, he saw you through. How did you got here and how well what you are doing right now? It is the grace of God. But we forget. But David remembered. He remembered what God had done. And that propelled him to go forward. Hallelujah. This uncircumcised, you use that word again. Uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Hallelujah. Because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. Amen. When all the negativity they do, they do, and it doesn't go anywhere now, they will encourage you, just go ahead. Just go ahead. Hallelujah. Brother, you need to stand, they say something, stand your ground. You need to stand your ground. Stand your ground to what you have believed in. Do not let anything move you. Do not let anything. In God's own time, he will make all things beautiful. If only you hold on and don't give up on him. If you don't give up on him, in his time, he will make all things beautiful. Hallelujah. Then Saul dressed David in his, okay, let's, dressed in his, he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze center. David fastened on his sword over the, the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. When the Lord is in control, you do not need to do much. When the Lord is in control, if you hand over everything to him, don't worry about where the money will come from to, to pay the school fees, to pay the bills, your tuition, everything. When the Lord is in control, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. This is the God you are serving. How big is your God? Can your God pay your bills? Can your God pay the $200,000 uh, for what is a school loan and stuff Amen. like that. Can your God do it? Can he do it? Can your God do it? Can your God do it? How big is your God? How big is your God? Hallelujah. He's got the whole wide world in his hand. Do you believe it? Sometimes we sing and we don't listen to the lyrics of the song. But if you believe it, people were inspired to really give these songs. And when you sing, just listen to the lyrics. Hallelujah. And then David said, I cannot go in this, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them up. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five small stones from the stream, put them in the pouch in his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Hallelujah. Talk about confidence and belief. Hallelujah. I believe he was shaking inside, but he still believed his God. We are human. So you look at this giant and you like a, a dwarf. But still we believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked, ha <laughs> ha. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome. And he despised him. Hallelujah. They will also be jealous of you. Hallelujah. They will be jealous. Glory to God. Brother, you need to know yourself. Know who you are. Don't belittle yourself because. You are a child of the Most High God. You are precious. You are princess. You are prince. Even if your name doesn't come with prince, just put it there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because you are, in the sight of God, you are a princess. 
you are a prince. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. Come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the bears and the wild animals. Now, 45. David said to the Philistine, brethren, listen here. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the bears and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Can you boldly say this? Knowing the God yourself, but sometimes you even doubt. You doubt no wonder you are a Christian. You doubt even your, your faith. You doubt everything. Can you boldly say this? Unless you believe. You know whom you are believing. And nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. And nothing. Verse 48. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out the stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. Out of everywhere, this stone found the spot. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It became a bazooka and the uh, AK-47 and everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That stone became a bazooka and found this way. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Then we were maneuvering and calculating and said, this will not happen, it won't happen, but just trust. Of late, I've gone through, I've seen certain things and my faith has been moved up. Hallelujah. Because God can do anything. It's up to you believing. Amen. Trusting him. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Brethren, we serve a living God. We serve a living God. Let me cap it with this testimony. My own nephew. Five years ago, a young, vibrant young man, an architect, doing his job, went for regular physical. And they came back and told him his kidneys were, were, were shutting completely. For five years, back and down, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they told him he wasn't even, he was so bad that he wasn't even a candidate for a transplant. For five years, a young man. Just last Sunday when we were coming, all of a sudden things have reversed. They called that they found the kidney for him. And then the Sunday morning when we were coming, they did the transplant. And right now, he's at home right now. Recuperating. This is what God can do. He's not limited with time. He is not limited. Our God is not limited. Don't worry. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how long it is. It doesn't matter how long it is. Just hold on. Just trust him. Shall we sing, stand up right now as we sing this song? In his time.